0: Before you listen to this podcast, we just want to go ahead and apologize for the clipping that is going on on my microphone. Uh, We did go back to try to fix that and we're unable to. So if you feel like you don't want to go through it, that's totally fine. But if you feel like, hey, it's okay, mistakes happen, we learn and we move on, then feel free to listen. Uh, In further podcasts, you will not be hearing the clipping any longer. The mic I guess something happened to it, and we will fix it. Thank you for understanding. We appreciate your time, your listening in to us, so have a great day. Here is the episode on the sign of the cross.
1: Welcome to The Confessional Taco, a podcast exploring historic faith and practice rooted in the depths of Mexican-American culture. In our time, we want to invite you into the conversation on all things confessional, cultural, and hyphenated. My name is Marco, and I am a writer, a local pastor, and a preacher.
0: And my name is Serge. I'm an educator, a musician, and a writer. And this is Taco Tuesday. And we're rolling. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the confessional taco. We're here. On Tuesday, speaking to you from the bottom of our hearts, we just want you to know that we love you. We think about you. We care for you. We pray for you. That was a lot. That was it. That's all I've got. i'm like holding back so much (laughs) um no in all seriousness uh thank you guys for tuning in we really appreciate it um we've uh been really enjoying this time together we've been really enjoying making these podcasts clearly uh we have no idea what we're doing and that's awesome that's the best part i feel like (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh but uh we have gotten some great feedback from you guys and uh guys, don't, do, don't be afraid to share your feedback with us. Please shoot us a message on the Instagrams. Uh, you know, Email us. Do do whatever you'd like um, to let us know what you maybe want to talk about, what you want us to talk about. Maybe you want me to stop talking. Uh, whatever the case may be, just let us know. I know Marco just just laughed and said he wants me to stop talking, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. I didn't see that. Um, you. That's exactly what I felt in my heart from your faces. <laughs> you said that with your eyes. I know you well enough to know that. I know you well enough to know your eyes. (laughs) That's creepy, but true. Um, Excuse me. Anyway, so um, today is going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about some, um, I guess, something that could be maybe discussed. Uh, I guess maybe a little contra-
1: maybe be discussed. We're like, discussing. Yeah,
0: it. what I mean, I, I didn't want to say controversial, but I guess I'll say it now. Jeez, man, <laughs> I don't think it's controversial. Yes, either. it is. We talked about this. It's totally. Con- oh, we had right. people asking us why we're doing the Apostles' Creed. Of course, this is controversial.
1: Even though that's not what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, but it kind of <laughs> leans into it. It does. It does a hundred percent lean into it. You just let me do this. Okay. All right, yeah. let me do this. Keep going. You let me do this. Um, And so we're going to be talking about uh, the sign of the cross, right? Like when you sign yourself with the sign of the cross, like you see it in, what's that movie we just talked
1: about that you said? Uh, A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own? Yeah, where where, where Tom Tom Hanks Hanks does the sign of the cross and then like snaps his finger and (laughs) points to Jesus.
0: You see every baseball player do it right before they bat, you know, like you see all those like, uh, I guess like kickers in football do it as well. Or when uh, with soccer players go and do the penalty kicks, they do that all the time. Oh yeah, right. I guess I like how you're
1: like walking through these American sports. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Do they do that? You mentioned soccer, like, like, yeah, of of course they do. do."
0: Well that's that they do it there too and and then uh, I guess the majority of you all know it because they do it in the Catholic Church. They also do it in the Anglican Church. They do it in a lot of other places mm. as well. So we're going to be discussing what that looks like, why people do it. We're going to be reading a little bit from an article and an excellent quote uh that we um that we were reading earlier. Uh but before we get into that, Marco, how are you doing today?
1: Uh I'm doing I'm doing well. Yeah.
0: That's
1: all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. Just, Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm not going to lie. So, okay. (laughs) I'm looking at the schedule. This episode's going to drop in, in, in March. So this, this, so you guys are listening to this in the month of March. And so, oh, that um, scares
0: me because I'm probably going to be super stressed out. So yeah, if you you see me in March, I'm not going to sound like this. I'm going to sound like really angry.
1: Yeah. But you will, you are also going to have spring break.
0: Yeah. But that's also like a week away from star exams. And yeah. so, like, that's my job.
1: Oh, well, that sucks. Um, yeah,
0: it really does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that yeah, sucks. sucks. I'm going to
0: do the sign of the cross. Yeah, <laughs> you're going
1: to do the sign of the cross every day. Um, Just constantly. Yeah. yeah, so if this drops in March, um, I think this episode is going to drop at the beginning of, the Mar- at the beginning of March. Um, I'm out of town twice in March. Where are you going? First one, I'm headed up to the DFW area. Okay. Um, for a conference, and then—is it an
0: A twenty nine conference? It is not. Ooh, what is
1: it? I. Uh, it is. I'm speaking like it's in the future, but it will be the Doctrine and Devotion Southwest Conference. Oh yeah, one,
0: I'm going to that, aren't I? I
1: don't know. I asked you, and, oh. and you were like, "I mean, yeah." And
0: oh, then I said, "You I know, I might be there the, too. the
1: hangout is also at a cigar lounge. And you're like, oh. "Oh yeah, I can't do that."
0: Mm. I'm oh. allergic to cigars, which stinks because I love cigars. Yeah. And so when uh, these guys smoke cigars, I have to tell them to smoke it outside so that I can join them. Yeah, and not feel. I mean, like it might, I be might be outside in the window. I don't know.
1: And so there's that. And then okay. um, the week after that, I'm headed to Houston for Which a is legacy. Probably disciple. the
0: worst city on earth.
1: We do have people who listen from Houston. Sorry.
0: guys. <laughs> yeah. What's up, y'all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true, but I. Uh, I hate the
0: traffic. I was okay.
1: I don't like anything about it. It's Houston. And I say this like, uh, not like I've never spent any time in Houston. So my dad spent
0: way too much time. Yeah.
1: A a large chunk of my dad's side of the family lives in Houston. So my brothers and I family there. Yeah. So my brothers and I spent like a quarter of our childhood in Houston. You're such a
0: percentage person. It's true. Well, 25% of your childhood was spent
1: in Houston. It was. Wow. And, um, every time I visit and or think of Houston I think of two things I think spaghetti bowl and soup like this city is that just is soup the weirdest it is it's soup because it's so humid um, and I get I, oh, yeah. I you guess know so. it's yeah. super humid so it just reminds me of a bowl of soup and it's <laughs> and it's such a big city all of the different freeways and all that uh, it's, it's so the confusing. bowl of spaghetti.
0: So confusing. I spent two weeks in Houston. Why can't I just do a turnaround? Yeah. Let me do it, right? Or why do I have to pay to get on a highway? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and still take forever to get there.
1: But, you know, interestingly enough, knowing I don't think the DFW is as big as Houston or it's very Uh, close.
0: I think. I mean, as a it tri city, it might be
1: right. Yeah. And so, but I don't mind that at the DFW. It could be because I live there, but I don't mind it at the DFW. See, I don't
0: like it at the DFW either. I yeah. lived in Dallas and I didn't like that. I like I
1: didn't. It's sure You lived in. I lived in Denton. Yeah. Denton's way Dal- better.
0: Dallas is also not fun. Yeah, right? I didn't like it. I spent two weeks in Houston, and it was during the World Cup, and I was with uh my friend ended up in Houston for uh he had like a a meeting for one of his like production company job things whatever um and like if you google map it we were about 10 minutes apart and we were going to go to this one um i guess restaurant mexican restaurant to watch mexico play Mm -hmm. all right we were 10 minutes from there legit took me hour an hour and a half to get from where i was to that restaurant that was 10 minutes away It was the worst. I hated it. And it's, oh my gosh, it is the worst. Same thing in Dallas. I hated it. I just, I guess I just don't like traffic.
1: I don't, I I don't know anybody that does.
0: Maybe I just don't like people. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: don't know. I think it could be also like I should probably renew my. Outlook on Houston. No. Oh. but but I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. You're going way Way too too far. far. Yeah. So, but my outlook on Houston, because, you know, spending a great deal in the DFW, like I learned Dallas, specifically the east side. And so I'm so comfortable in Dallas. could be because I was a kid when I was in Houston that that hatred for it. bled over into me as an adult, and that's why I don't spend any time there.
0: I will say that this last time that you and I went was for a King's Kaleidoscope and Citizen's show, which was great. I would mention the other band, but not worth mentioning.
1: Oli, Um, the other band was Oli. Oh, they are worth mentioning. They were worth mentioning. This other one was just sad.
0: Yeah, the other one was just, like I felt like I was hurting for them.
1: People will probably have gone to that show, and they're like, how dare you talk about these guys <laughs> and they have one good song
0: they that do. I put they, on repeat. And, and you know what? It's a really great song. It, it's it's it phenomenal. seriously is good. Uh, yeah. But when we were there, I will say that it was not as bad as what I've experienced while I've been there. Maybe That's it was because like, I guess we just spent like one day there or something. <laughs> uh, we did. Yeah. Besides the two weeks that I was there, like those two weeks were just like, oh man, I cannot yeah. stand them. But Houston, we love you. Yeah. In yes. the bottom of our hearts. In the bottom of
1: our hearts, Houston.
0: <laughs> we will do the sign of the cross for you.
1: Some of, some of the guys that, uh, some of the church planners that I know that are in Houston. Oh, like some dope the, dudes. The, yeah. But like the areas of Houston that they're in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that pocket.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's also it. like, there's, it's really. Again, it goes back to really just, just not knowing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Because I know uh, a dude that, that we follow on Instagram, like every picture he posts, I'm like, that's a dope spot. Yeah so yeah uh, you know who you are
1: so it could be just because we haven't been there it like we haven't be. spent actual time there yeah but yeah so I'm gonna be going to uh, a legacy disciple conference okay. in Houston,
0: gotcha so. if you live in Houston and are willing to house us for about a week and show us around please do so
1: oh that would be pretty dope
0: yeah we'll do a podcast at your house yeah on Houston season. On Houston, on Houston, and then and then you can tell us all about the cool stuff about Houston. On Houston's
1: Redemption. So.
0: <laughs> we'll call it Houston's Redemption <laughs> Podcast. Uh, anyway, let's jump into this uh, sign of the cross thing, and I think it'd be really cool. if We started off with the quote that you and I were reading. If you want to go ahead and read that quote sure. for us, Marco.
1: Uh, so this quote comes from the early church father uh, Athanasius. Who's that guy? Um, he was um, an early church father. He was an early church father. <laughs> <laughs> He's a theologian in the third century. Okay, and so this is what he um, uh, this is what he writes regarding the the sign of the cross. Uh,
0: real quick, uh, just to clarify, the sign of the cross. When we say the sign of the cross, we we do mean like you with your hand do the sign of the cross in your head, your heart, your left shoulder, your right shoulder. And then some people kiss their hand, some don't, some do little guns, um, (laughs) whatever. Um, (laughs) But that's what we mean when we're talking about the sign of the cross. So go ahead. Yeah, Um, so Athanasius
1: of Alexandria writes, By the signing of the holy and life-giving cross, devils and various scourges are driven away. For it is without price and without cost and praises him who can say it. The holy fathers have by their words transmitted to us and even to the unbelieving heretics how the two raised fingers and the single hand reveal christ our god in his dual nature but single substance the right hand proclaims his immeasurable strength His sitting on the right hand of the Father and is coming down onto us from heaven. Again, by the movement of the hands to our right, the enemies of God will be driven out as the Lord triumphs over the devil with his inconquerable power, rendering him dismal and weak.
0: And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with this podcast. And that's it. That's why you should do it. That's why you should do it. Uh, (laughs) Man, that's like a really great quote. Yeah. Like, first of all, sounds super great, and I wish I talked like this guy. That's just awesome. Inconquerable power. Mm-hmm. I like the word rendering. Anyway. It's really good. It's it's a great word. Uh, but, so, we wanted to talk about this uh, because um, at our church we get to do the Apostles' Creed. Uh, you know, which, and uh, we're going to do a podcast on that. Uh, where we're going to, um, I guess, spend some time talking about it. Why we do it. Uh, the, the the history behind it. The purpose uh, of it. Um and when we do the Apostles' Creed, we've gotten questions—you uh, and I separately, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, have gotten questions of, of people from people saying, like, hey, only Catholic people do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why—is this a Catholic church? What's the deal? Like, if it is a Catholic church, like, where is the, the priest guy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so that—you uh, and I were talking about that, and the—I guess the—why we found it so interesting that people were asking that— um, Uh, It led us to believe, like, hey, man, not a lot of people really understand the the creeds themselves Mm -hmm. and what the purpose of the creeds are. So we're going to have a podcast on that, and I'm really excited about that one. Uh, But it also led us to think about this, like the sign of the cross, right? Like um, how sometimes it could be misunderstood because Mm -hmm. people often think, like, oh, that's only when the soccer player goes to shoot a penalty or that's only when you go to a Catholic church, Right? So, uh, Marco, you came across an article by the AnglicanPastor.com, I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in that, um, we'll have a, a, a link to that in our notes if you want to go ahead and read that. It's actually quite interesting. Um, but uh, what what are your thoughts on the sign of the cross? Like, who does it? Why did they do it? What's the purpose? Can we do it?
1: Right. Question mark? Well, so this, from my uh, reading, the sign of the cross um, certainly is a lot more popular. It sounds like uh, in the the third century, okay. Um, though I'm sure someone could correct me on that, but from what I, from what I've read on it, it is uh, it was definitely something that was popular in the third century. But in addition to that, the sign of the cross was. Um, oh, I suppose like an addition to, uh, an addition of prayer. And so, um,
0: an addition to prayer,
1: an addition to prayer right. or something that complements uh, yeah. uh, your your prayer. And, um, and today there are still various traditions that, um, perform the sign of the cross. Um, before diving into that, the sign of the cross was also something that was, um, I don't want to say instituted, but it, It was something that was performed on on services like Ash Wednesday services. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of pastors. Like, I do that. So, like,
0: in a lot of... like church calendar tradition type, of
1: yeah. Thing. So it, the the sign of the cross is very <clears throat> liturgical. Me. That is that is for yes. sure. And so it is. It yeah. So we're we're getting our bearings. So it is. <laughs> so it is historical in the sense of um, man. It comes at the very least through the third century. It is liturgical in the sense of uh, it's a sign of blessing. It's a sign of uh, that accompanies prayer. Uh, so it's liturgical. Uh, and then the third thing I think is. Um, it is cultural, right? Uh, and so here in the valley, um, about forty-nine percent of the population here in McAllen associates with Roman Catholicism. Yeah, and so the sign of the cross is still very much something that they uh, that they perform at mass uh, yeah. when entering the the church and and on various different occasions. The sign of the cross is also um, for many it could also be superstitious. Yes. Um. And so we can talk about that in a bit. But yeah, those are the four things off the top of my head. Like, so by the way, with all this, we don't prepare very much, and so we're going <laughs> off the of what say. we know. Uh, So number one, it's historical. At the very least, it derives from the third century. Though uh, again, if uh, we find more stuff, we we will. Anyway, so third century, it's historical. Number two, it is uh, something that is liturgical. liturgical. It is used in services like Ash Wednesday or. Um, revolving around the church calendar so that's number two number three uh, it is cultural Um, going back to our context here in the valley Roman Catholicism something that you do uh, at mass as you enter the church um, when you pass by the church, when you pass by the church, when you like leave your pew, I think, yeah, um, I think
0: so
1: yeah, and then uh, and then number four, it can come across as as superstitious. We'll we'll dive into all that. All that being said, there are still outside of Roman Catholicism, there are still some traditions. Uh, that perform the sign of the cross uh, Regularly Not just in their right. liturgy uh, But regularly in their in their life of um, Everyday life really Yeah everyday life And yeah. so um, like I know Lutheranism Lutheran uh, yeah. Performs the sign of the cross um, I know some reformed traditions uh, Perform the sign of the cross
0: The ones that are heavily liturgical based Yeah the yeah. ones that
1: are heavy liturgical Like some some Presbyterian churches Yeah um, Anglicans? I know, yeah, Anglicans, for yeah. sure. Um, and so, yeah, so there are different um, uh, traditions that still perform the, the sign of the cross. Obviously, Roman Catholicism. Right. Um, and so, yeah.
0: So, lightning round, y- yes or no? Is it okay to do it? Yes. Do you do it? No. Got it. <laughs> that was it um, and so yeah let's let's talk about like okay so we talked about those four things let's talk about what the article is saying like yeah. uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention was that in the article it says making the sign of the cross is a tangible way to mark ourselves as Christ right like that we belong to Christ yeah. it's uh, it's kind of like how we say when we do the, the, the baptismal right like um, it's not it's not necessary for your salvation mm-hmm. but it's a good way of showing what quote unquote team you play for as you're we told right sure um uh, so this is a great way of uh it's a tangible concrete way of um making it known that like you belong to christ mm-hmm. right and so it's like a, a profession of faith uh and so i think in that when i was reading this like to me i was like well that makes sense mm-hmm. you know like i don't see anything wrong with that mm-hmm. like it's a it's a continual profession that you belong to christ right and so uh maybe um and and in that same realm i was thinking like if people do it to like say like oh this is uh me belonging to christ uh then why is it that it gets such a bad rap when you're not a part of like the liturgical church or the catholic church or any of that um, so that'd be interesting to, I guess, like, I'd love to talk to someone, you know, that like really is against mm-hmm. like this, like, why is it such a bad thing to do? Right. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like it, it he says. Um, on a why cool, people are against it? No, on the, like, uh, as a, making it a, a tangible way of saying right. that you Oh, believe in gotcha. So
1: I think what, so one thing I would say, for instance, when we, uh, like at Storehouse, we do an Ash Wednesday service. Yeah. Right, and so the whole point of the Ash Wednesday service is the start of Lent, and our our emphasis, our push is um, repentance. Right, that's that's. Sanctification. Really yeah, sanctification, and so um, when people come up to, to receive the ash on their forehead, one of the things have I've taught on in the past has been. Uh, like this is just symbolic. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: In addition to that, not only is this symbolic, but this is also something that is derived from the old Testament, which is, we could talk about that later. Um, uh, and finally, number three, it's actually evangelistic. People are going to ask you, okay. why do you have yeah. this, uh, ash on your, on your forehead? forehead? And you get to talk about a risen savior. You get to talk about, um, what it means to repent, turn away from your sin and place your trust yeah. in Christ Jesus. And so um, I would imagine, I would venture to say that the sign of the cross would be something similar, similar not sure. just uh, not just a profession of faith. I didn't but even think about it but that. But in doing the That's sign good. of the cross, someone asking why are you doing it? Oh, actually, I'm not going to tell you about the sign of the cross per se, but let me tell you yeah. about who this preaches. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so.
0: That's good. That actually goes right into the very next thing that uh, Homeboy talks about. He says signing oneself with the cross is an act of sanctification, mm-hmm. right? And kind of like that Ash Wednesday that you were talking about. Like it's it's a. I didn't think about about it as a like a mode of of talking about Christ. Like that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense that that people would ask, I guess, because. I know I've done it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, I didn't know you were Catholic. Like, oh, exactly. I'm not, but, you yeah, know, like, because yeah. I've asked that very same question, like, yeah. to people that I don't know, like, uh, I've been given opportunities here and there to, to either speak or pray or uh, or lead worship in some uh, some uh, areas mm-hmm. uh, where I've seen people do the sign of the cross and like, I'll go up to like, oh, you know, like, I didn't know you were Catholic from people that I've known for a while or whatever. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm Catholic. So it makes sense for People to ask that because yeah. I've done it myself. That's really good. I yeah. don't think about that. That's really yeah,
1: smart. and I think one of the things because I, I can like some of the pushback I've received on it being evangelistic, for example, be like, "Well, you know, why don't you just share the gospel with anyone? Like, why do you need the ash on your forehead?" And the truth is, well, you don't. You don't need the ash on the forehead. Right. It's purely symbolic, uh, but it's a great conversation starter when you have friends and family that. Um, have been curious about the church, sure, um, and uh, and then they see this ash on your forehead, and they're like, um, "I yeah, going again." Like I didn't know you were Catholic. Actually, I'm not. But more importantly than that, let me tell you about this man named Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, and talking about the man named Jesus, uh, another thing that uh, this dude mentions is that uh not only is it a sign of sanctification it's also like a, it's not just a sign of sanctification it's not just a sign that you belong to christ mm-hmm. um but it's also a prayer in itself mm-hmm. uh and then he mentions uh in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit mm-hmm. um and then he talks about straight up going into like it's a it's actual very it's, it's it's a statement that you believe in a triune god yeah right which i yeah. never thought about it like that at all yeah. like it's a And that's a heavy statement to make.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like that. That is a very dense theological statement. It's huge. Uh, So it's not just this prayer about where your heart's at, maybe even confession, or you're praying over your meal, but ending it with in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like that is a dense theological statement where you are saying, "Man, uh, I believe in the Triune God, three persons in one." Um,
0: It's huge because that's that's a cause of that. There's a lot of things that should be a cause for discussion and not a cause for division, mm-hmm. but that one is a cause mm-hmm. for, like, division. Yeah, like it's a what we used to call a close-handed issue, right? Yeah. like it's a triune God. It's the Holy Trinity. It's three in one and yeah. all-powerful, right? And so, which I um, think about
1: church history, I'm, I'm turning interrupt, but what I think about no, church history as far as like in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, like the entire Council of Nicaea was um, concerning. Uh, Not only the humanity, but also the deity Deity. of Christ. And Athanasius touches on that where he says it's two in one substance, like he has both a human nature and a divine nature. He is both fully man, fully God. And essentially the, the counseled argument was surrounding certainly Christ's divinity and his humanity, but it was also pertaining to... The Trinity, the Trinity itself, and yeah. so um, and yeah, so finishing it up with uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a, it's a very dense theological statement that's not just rooted in uh, so like uh, li- liturgical reasoning. It right. is it is rooted uh, literally in the pages of Scripture.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a massive statement on its mm-hmm. own. Like the fact that you're able to say those things, like you are saying that you believe in this triune God. Yeah, um, which I think is is, is I guess, uh, well, it's evangelistic on its own, mm-hmm. right? So that's really good. Um, you had talked about how it can be superstitious, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the, the author in the article says that there is nothing superstitious about uh, making the sign of the cross. And he says, just like anything we choose to see, see it that way. It can become that, but it's not fundamentally a superstitious act. Instead, it is fundamentally christian act in other words if we make it superstitious we are denying its fundamental purpose mm-hmm. um why is it that we either make it superstitious or why is it that we think of it as superstitious i think this
1: is the, the superstition and culture kind of um collide
0: here yeah that's uh, what i was
1: thinking and so
0: you as, can't repeat it I was, I was thinking that yeah that's, that's, what I was, that's those are what, my thoughts yeah That's what I was thinking Um, (laughs) (laughs) So
1: uh, my wife and I uh, Right now I just started And I thought about this last night um, Knowing that we were going to record this morning So my wife and I just started watching uh, The Frankenstein Chronicles Okay Um, And so we're like two, three episodes in Anyway It's this dude who's looking This detective who is looking for Someone who is murdering and kidnapping children Anyway He walks into this room where several people have been, um, have been, have been murdered. And so the, the smell of death is, is really thick in this room. And uh, so he opens the door, sees the, these bodies and then the, the smell, the stench comes to him and he, and he backs off at that time. That's when he sees the bodies, excuse me. So he sees the bodies and then he does the sign of the cross. Uh, And I think, I thought to myself, like, OK, but what does that mean? Though? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, but you've also seen that not just uh, in the Frankenstein Chronicles, but you've seen that in shows yeah, and in movies. Yeah. Um, something really bad happens in sports. In, in like sports. We were about, yeah. yeah. In sports or something really good happens or something uh, really bad happens. Uh, for instance, using the example of the, Fra- uh, the Frankenstein Chronicles, something bad happens. This dude does the sign of the cross. and I was like, what is that? what does that mean? Like, what does that mean in that context? Sure. And so I don't know if it's like, keep the demons away. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But then I also think about that. We talked about this uh, uh, on one of the other podcasts where um, the ghost hunters, you know, they bring in the priest and they they believe that there's paranormal activity and the priest is like, oh my gosh, there is. And he does the sign of the cross. I'm like, yeah, but what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? What
0: are you doing?
1: (laughs) It's like a nuclear bomb, right? Man. And and I know um, for demons, right? And I know, like, when we go back to to the quote by Athanasius where he says, "Yeah, it'll drive them away." I could see that in the sense of like, "Yes, I am, man, rebuking Satan's works effects in this," and but none of that's ever said. <laughs> none of it. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, I don't, I don't know. It's like. A, it's like the Catholic shield. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, something. Force some, field. Yeah, something. hairy comes up and you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> of the cross shield." <laughs> and I, it'd be awesome it if you just click. hear this, like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> You got this force field. You know
0: i reminded of that, uh, that halo
1: shield. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. If you would like a shield, do the sign of the cross. <laughs> yes. And oh, so, that's so good. I, I guess that's what it would mean. Uh, I don't know. And maybe we're wrong in that. But, but uh, I, <laughs> every occasion that I've seen it in TV and in film, It seems to accompany superstition.
0: Yeah, it really does, and And so then it
1: translates into the culture. Like, yeah, you know,
0: which is, which again, it it's kind of sad though, because it really takes the power of it. Because if you really look into it, like it's it's a missional statement on its own. Like we were talking about, like it's fundamentally like deep. It's rooted in truth. It's rooted in. you know historical like accuracy it's you know, like liturgy yeah it's um and it, i think much like beyond the apostles beyond Creed, its it, shield that we pretend yes it, it causes or whatever
1: oh, what i just wanted to add because you said you talked a little bit about history i mean just like the apostles creed it connects yes. us to the historical church yes like yes which we're gonna people are like man that's not so biblical okay yes y- you're right but saying in but the name points, of the Father, Son, and the Holy points. Spirit, like that, yeah, that points me back to the pages yes. of Scripture. Connecting me to the historical church points me back to the pages of Scripture and the communion of saints. Like it drives me back to this. And so I might not do the sign of the cross. Right. I don't think it's bad.
0: I think I'm gonna start doing it. Do it. Yeah. You should. Right after we do the Apostles' Creed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it when I happens. take communion. Huh?
1: I'm gonna do it when I take communion. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, look at them in the eye.
0: When they tell when they tell me like this is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, I'm gonna be like and this is me doing the sun of the cross. And I'm do the little guns. Probably not the guns, but I might do like the, like the flut, like I'm going to do the bird, the fluttering bird. Uh, no, in all seriousness, like you were talking about how, like, it connects us to the, histor- the historical church. It connects us mm-hmm. to uh, the people of, you know, man, the people of history, the shoulders mm-hmm. uh, on which we stand. And that's something that's honestly, if I'm being really honest, like it, it it annoys me when people don't pay attention to the the the, the history of the church, right? Did, did mm. I say the word correct? I did. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? If, if you don't really like good. it, too bad. All right. Whatever. Um, but like, um, it, it really does. It, it places us on the shoulders of the fathers of the church, and like, why why wouldn't we want to do that? Why wouldn't sure. we could be connected to like the this massive generational like movement right yeah. and like uh, and so what does that the Apostles Creed does that to us yeah. like we, we not uh, we're not just saying it to say it like we are um, we are like swimming in this like amazing ocean of history mm-hmm. and what's to come as well right it's, it's no longer us just living in the present and almost even being selfish about it but it's us connecting to everything right mm-hmm. Uh, which is amazing. Um, and and I feel like you know the sign of the cross does that as well. like it there's there's nothing wrong with it. you know, do we do it? No, we don't. Um, but it, it is a missional statement. It is a uh, connection to those that started it, right. Like mm-hmm. it's a connection to where it came from and it's also a connection to those that where it's coming from and I mean where it's going. sorry. Um, and so it's really interesting to think about it. Uh, and it's sad. Again, it 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 angers me. If I'm being again, if I'm being honest, it angers me that people don't uh, rather not pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like that that is a very selfish like outlook. That's a very one dimensional perspective mm-hmm. of the gospel. If we think yep. about it, like uh, the gospel transcends time, right? It's it's this it's this massive like transcendence. It's not just here and now, but it's everywhere mm-hmm. at all times. And so uh, I think it's something to look into. It's I think it's something to to be proud of. Honestly, mm-hmm. like the 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 fact that we came from you know like that song. We started from the bottom. Now we're here, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I did just quote that. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I like after reading the article, discussing it, and really thinking about it. Like I don't. There's. If you can find a reason why this is wrong, like please let me know.
1: Yeah, and I think I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the first kind of pushback that I would even give. Ooh, okay. Um, Dime. I think the bad rap that it gets, right? Like if we're if we're dating this back to the third century church, Roman Catholicism didn't come wasn't established too, uh, too long after. Okay. And so I wonder, uh, this is just me off the top of my head with zero research on, sure. on this. Like, I wonder if we really do prepare for this. We case. really do. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> it would be a good question in the sense of like, man, I wonder if the resistance of liturgical things like the sign of the cross were resisted uh, in light of like, uh, the papacy. Yeah. You know, like, that, you know, and John Calvin writes about that extensively. Uh Martin Luther, yeah, I mean, they, they went they went at it. Yeah. Uh and so um part of the reformation huh, was that's to, good. was yeah. to go back to, man, the pages of scripture and what is what is what does is, uh, scripture teach. And and when you look at um the Roman Catholic Church's uh first formal response at the Council of Trent in 1545, Um, you know, they're upholding tradition and, uh, history, um, to the equivalent authority of scripture. And so, and I
0: think that's where the, the the catch is. Yeah. That's where the catch is. And so
1: this is like, no, this is, this has nothing to do in the sense of this is not equal to the authority of scripture. This is not even on the same page. This is just pointing us back to – and and I think that's what the reformers were getting at. They're like, hey, man, we're not knocking tradition. We're not knocking history. Um, We're just saying that that's not the equivalent. That's not the equal authority. That's not the ultimate authority like you guys are saying it is. And so I think there are some of those practices that were – you know, kind of you go to one extreme to the next. Like, okay, we're not going to do that because that's typically tends to be associated with the Roman papacy. That actually
0: makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's it's because of that that maybe that's why we look at it as such. Um, Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense, but like, why... Like, let's take the power back, right? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I think about,
1: like, in, in the past ten years, like, I feel—I uh, hate saying it that way, but, okay, but in my observation— There you go. Um, I
0: feel like—
1: <laughs> The creeds creeds and confessions have made this beautiful comeback in the past five to six years. Yeah. Um, And—but previous to that, I'm not saying they, they were, like, underground they weren't right. as valued— Uh, Well, I am saying that, but previous to that, many new churches weren't necessarily valuing uh, uh, church history and church. Creeds New and, churches and confessions, same,
0: like uh, in, as a young church too. Yeah, like, and, which is the interesting part because now it's the young church that is bringing it back. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's like a exactly. weird dichotomy to think exactly. about this paradigm. That's and so I think about yeah.
1: So I think about Straw House McCallan, uh, Even though we don't do the sign of the cross, we do something like uh, I'm we do. do it. It. Yeah, you're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'll join. Done. You. Uh, <laughs> but we do a Nash Wednesday service. We do the yes. Apostles' Creed, and uh, and so it's been a really good. It, those have been really good conversations regarding right. like, hey, are you guys uh, Catholic? They're, they were not. I love it. Conversations um, but it's also having. been really good to educate yeah. people who have been walking with Christ for a while. Like, hey, these historical things aren't bad, uh, but they're they're not equivalent to the authority of Scripture. They are not our ultimate authority. Right. They just point us back to the pages of Scripture. So let me talk to you about it. Yeah. Like, it's okay to talk about church history. Yeah, and like uh, the Catholic
0: Church doesn't hold the power over these things. Yeah, you know? like, and that's yeah. one of the things that gets really miscommunicated there. Yeah. Like, it's not uh, a, <laughs> they don't have like the what is it the copyright. Yeah. right for yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff and so i've been really enjoying it because it's not just like this educational moment but at the same time it's just like um it's an opportunity to speak about the goodness about the, of, of these things mm-hmm. right like i love being able to talk about like uh, the apostles creed i love being able to talk about um like the 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 confessions like mm-hmm. those things are awesome to talk about
1: yeah Yeah, and so, um, man, when it it comes to stuff like that, I think, um, oh, what is it? I think we need to be able to uh, chew the meat, spit the bones, you know what I mean? And so when it comes to that, uh, something like the sign of the cross, it's like, hey, man, uh, this is historical. This is liturgical. This is cultural. um, And for some, it's superstitious. Okay, so in the realm of those four things, what's the meat and what are the bones yeah like what do we need to separate what do, we need to move? Uh, what do we need to reject what do we need to redeem
0: yeah right that's good reject and redeem boom
1: I came up with that one
0: reject that sounds like a propaganda thing no hey propaganda you want to or what come on over bro but it was we'll give you some I, I'm saying I'm trying to give you props here huh, started propaganda props <laughs> propaganda see what I did there what's up yeah uh, no that, that is really good honestly like a rejection and redemption right and so uh, everybody Marco came up with that so <laughs> you know if you feel like you did you're wrong um but um Anyway, that was check
1: re- redeemed to did redeem, but that that's propaganda. What is, what does it say? Redeemed to, to redeem. Redeemed. That's
0: what it is. Yeah. That's right. Um, all that to say, uh, y'all don't knock it. You know, like uh, yeah, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah, don't do don't, it. It's fine. It. Like we're not forcing you to do anything. We're, even at the Apostles' Creed, like when we do that church, we're not forcing you to say it. You know, like I would also say
1: that. Much like Christians, right? You have like cultural Christians, you have nominal Christians, you have nominal Catholics as well. Yeah. And so if you see someone doing the sign of the cross, you should ask them like, oh, are you Catholic? And if yeah. they're like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Boom, gospel. Boom. Like you, yes. it, it works both opportunity. ways. <laughs> opportunity, opportunity.
0: Um, anyway, I, we're going to have to close this out here. So uh, I'm going to, I'm doing the sign of the cross as we speak because vayan uh, con uh, Dios. Marco. Marco. Give us your uh, benediction. Yeah, there. I w-
1: I would say when it comes to uh, church, that, that's a cat outside. That's Samson.
0: Yeah. Sam- everybody, that is Samson. If
1: you can hear him. Um, yeah. So uh, when it comes to uh, church liturgy, church history, I would look at it in the sense of, man, um, what do we need to reject? Yeah. What can we redeem? And what can we receive? In other words, we can use this.
0: Three R's.
1: You know what I mean? Boom. Very reject. Baptistic. Yeah. So
0: what What can we, what can we reject? reject. Like,
1: Hey, this is something yeah. we're not going to hold to. We're not going to, we're not going to do anything of this. If you're we're taking actually
0: notes. Now's it. the time to do this.
1: Yeah. Uh. That's that. Uh. What can we receive? Hey, this is like the sign of the cross. This We can receive it in the sense of, Hey, this isn't anything bad. This is something good. Uh. And at the same time, it's something that we can redeem in, yeah. in the sense of talking about it at a greater context. Like
0: we do Ooh, with the apostles. Creed. I like it. Reject, redeem, receive. Boom. You heard it here first, folks. The confessional Taco, the Taco Shack. Uh, join us next time where we are going to be reviewing Laredo tacos. And I will catch you all later. Peace Thanks
1: for joining us this week on The Confessional Taco. If you'd like to follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram at The Confessional Taco. Visit our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/theconfessionaltaco, or head on over to our website, theconfessionaltaco.com, and hit us up.